Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6 and this is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Matt Austin and Ginger Gadston with Florida's Fourth Estate. Sponsored by Light Orlando, delivering hope together. Hey, welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We're so glad to have you with us. I don't even think you're going to be able to stand how good this show is. We're in the newsroom. <laughs> We're nice and cozy. I got the hoodie on, starting to feel a little more fallish uh, around here after a smoking hot Halloween. I'm Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. Matt's really trying to bring the fall energy for the two days of fall that we're going to have this week. You got to love it. You got to do it while you can. You know what else we have to do? We got to do headlines. We got to do headlines. A lot has happened in Florida Mm -hmm. this week. As always, the story that I could not get enough of this week is the Everglades. This guy lands, not lands, but crashes his small plane. Kind of landed. <laughs> in the Everglades. And he's sitting there on his, look at him. He looks so dejected. Oh, he's dude, on his little you? wing. But okay, so this is daylight video. He crash landed at about two in the morning. They didn't find out about him until 10. Let's count up the hours, Matt. No, before <laughs> we count up the hours, let's count up the gators and the pythons that could have slithered and eaten this oh, guy. Man. He is so, when we I hate the whole lucky to be alive because it's such a cliche, especially in news. Yeah. This dude is definitely lucky. And to then be he alive. had to get out of there. They couldn't even, it was so thick and so funky in this area of the Everglades. <laughs> you can't get an airboat in. No. Can you imagine not being able to get an airboat in? So they basically have to end Look, up. Just oh he's got to be the little spoon to this guy <laughs> and go up into uh, the helicopter. I mean, to get out of this situation, he would be any spoon. He, I mean, he'd be a spork at oh, this yeah. point. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So I don't even know. We're going okay. with all the cutlery right now. The guy's <laughs> all right. He's fine. Thank goodness. But what a night he must have had. I would love to talk to him about what was going through his mind and what kinds of sounds he was hearing overnight. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's ready to talk. I, I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> Can you imagine every sound, every little, <laughs> What's dee- that? Dee- every movement in the water, <laughs> just sitting there? I would have I would looked a it's lot behind worse you. than that. Yes, it's all too. around you. Yeah. Another crazy Florida story we have. This one I'm very conflicted about, by the way, because this guy decided he wanted to have a man cave in his backyard. Not a little man cave. I'm talking a big baby. And he wanted to make it out of shipping containers, and he wanted to stack the shipping containers on top of each other. I should probably show it to you. Yeah. So this is what it looks like. Neighbors are looking over their fence, and they're seeing this mansion of beige shipping containers. And there's the violation. So there's a violation. (laughs) But here's the thing, Ginger, Mm. that bothers me. He put in for this yeah okay with the municipalities they said okay you can do it he brings in these shipping containers which are very expensive he has them stacked on top of each other he's getting them painted and the neighbors complain and they're like you're not allowed to have a shipping container stacked on top of another shipping container you can have one so now they're telling the guy he has to get rid of the top shipping containers in 10 days or be fined a thousand dollars a day after they already said 
that he could do this. Uh, speaking of neighbors you would not want, and it wasn't even this neighbor's fault. You know, there's a big thing with VRBOs and Airbnb, especially around Halloween, which we just celebrated, right? This woman rents out her home to what she thinks might be just two people who say that they're coming to visit their dad who's in the hospital or they're visiting a relative in the right. hospital who has cancer. So this woman whose parents died of cancer was very mm -hmm. sympathetic to their cause. Well, not only did they not have a sick relative in the hospital, they had more than 100 people show up at this woman's house so they could have a party. They were parking in the street. They were parking on the neighbor's lawn. They were parking in front of the neighbor's homes. And to top that off, they also trash this poor woman's house so this is what she uses for extra income so this poor woman probably has to explain to her neighbors i had no idea this was happening and all it takes is something like this to ruin it for everyone which is why verbo and a airbnb they're having such a tough time right now and they're cracking down on it and now you see why very sad situation for her uh i don't know what she's going to do in the future let's though. end on something light Ooh, can or we end on something really fun? inspirational all right let me show you some video of what ginger and i got to do last weekend it's this thing called the walk and roll-a-thon and let me set it up for you for a moment because there's a place called next step orlando that helps folks with spinal cord injuries and brain injuries recover. And it's, it's kind of a weird nebulous rehab if you have especially a spinal cord injury that the insurance, what they cover, what they don't, doctors, what they do for these folks. A lot of times it's just like you get out of the hospital after your surgery and it's like, hey, God bless you, good luck. But this place takes care of it. It's all from a mom who wanted to take care of her daughter after mm -hmm. a car crash. Uh, and so check this out. So these folks who have been working all year get out on this red carpet. This is at Cranes Roost Park in Altamont Springs, and they show their progress. Uh, this is the daughter of yeah. the woman who she's started the reason, yeah, Next Step. Yeah, she's the, and look at all the people there. There were teams for each of the people. Look at the smiles. They had so much fun showing their progress to their families. And Ginger oh. and I got to MC and tell their stories as they walked down. And, uh, man, it will make you... Such so thankful for what you have. Story. Yeah. And can can you say why you really are involved in this and why you really enjoy seeing this kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I first did a story about him for a Getting Results Award. We gave the mom, uh, her name's Lisa. She got a Getting Results Award for us. And I got there and it totally takes me back to my childhood because my dad uh, suffered from a spinal cord injury when I was a kid. And watching him just battle and fight and struggle to find the right rehabs to get better. Uh, it really uh, struck a chord in me. So I started doing MC work with them for their different events. Yeah. I got Lisa Bell in and now I've gotten yeah. you in. And, oh uh, and I just, I feel like it's one of those things you want to share because we do a lot of events and they they do great things and they raise money. But this one, I feel like everybody in the crowd is crying. The hosts are crying. Uh, the, we were the MCs. Just, I melted. Yeah. I just had a meltdown, but it wasn't in a sad way. It was a, I was crying tears of joy because they were so happy to make it on that 25-foot red carpet. And it's just a good reminder oh. of uh, what you have. You can wake up in the morning and take a few steps, go brush your teeth. Man, you're doing uh, you're doing pretty fantastic. And they had a better outlook on life than I think a lot of us do. So yeah. I, I felt blessed to be able to do that, and it was very nice to do oh, it with you, Ginger. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Lisa couldn't make it this year, but I, I'm sure she'll be back next year. It, it was really the highlight of my weekend, and I was so blessed to just witness such bravery, courage, and grit. All right, so stay with us coming up on Florida fourth estate we're going to tell you how you could help save billions that's with a b billions of birds 
in the state of Florida. Stay with us. Fascinating topic of conversation today that my sweet ginger brought to my attention. I had no idea about this, and I actually would have thought it was the opposite. Apparently, every year, many, many birds die because lights are on in skyscrapers. This is the exact opposite of what I would have thought. I would have thought, you know, keep the lights on so the birds know to avoid this. And Ginger, you have educated me on this topic and many others when it comes to birds. You have gone down the bird rabbit hole. <laughs> um Matt, thank you. This podcast is going to the birds today, and I mean that yes. in the best way possible. It's for the birds. It's about the birds, and it's to help save the birds. Thank you so much for joining us for Florida's Fourth Estate, where we care about everything Florida has to offer. You know, Matt, you mentioned that billions of birds die worldwide, but what if I told you that didn't have to happen? It does not have to happen, and there's something we can all do right now to help save all of these beautiful, mostly songbirds. So we're joined now by Elizabeth Filippelli. She is Director of Conservation, Duval Audubon Society. Thank you so much for joining us. And Mike Hi. Taylor, he's the curator of Herps, Birds, and Others at Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about this topic that has recently become near and dear to my heart. And I know you guys have been living and breathing this for a very long time. Elizabeth, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about why birds are so important. Birds actually contribute, believe it or not, 100 billion of ecoservices to humans. That's actually from ABC Conservatory, those facts. Um, there are four reasons that generally we talk to people about on why birds matter. The first one is habitat restoration. We all know about those awful fires in California. Well, guess who receives it? The birds do that for us for free. Thank you, birds. The second one is pest control. Um, we know it's important for us in Florida, of course. Um, birds eat uh, bugs that have West Nile virus. We love that. And they also help with controlling insects that can basically desecrate your crops and also um, affect our small little veggie gardens that we all might have after COVID. I have one. Um, another reason why we birds matter, of course, is birding tourism. That's a huge influx of money into the local um, economy. We talked about how all of these birds are dying, Mike, or, and there's a big reason for that. Tell us about the problem that pretty much people have created. What's going on with the birds and why are they dying? Um, birds migrate, uh, most or a lot of birds migrate um, north in the summer, in the springtime and south in the winter or fall time. Um, and the, we're talking billions of birds migrating every every twice a year. Um, some of them from Canada all the way to the tip of South America. Um, unfortunately, since humans have been creating large cityscapes, uh, light pollution has increased. And when like 80% 80, 80 of the birds that migrate, migrate at night. And these birds are using the stars and the moon um, to navigate. When they come across a city with bright lights, uh, it, it confuses them. And they come down to the city, they fly around, they get tired, they use up resources that they need to fly all the way to South America. And they, they a lot of times they can't make it just on that fact. But the, 
the biggest thing is these lights bring the birds down into the cityscape. And birds do not see glass like humans do. Actually, some glass humans don't even see. They walk into them. But birds, when they hit, when they come down from the confusion for the lights, they usually come down to green space in the city, trees, bushes, um, and they're tired from flying around being confused. And, and so they're resting in the trees. Come morning, they go to start going again. And they see the sky in front of them, and it's actually a reflection of the sky in the glass. And they fly towards it, not knowing that uh, it's a death sentence. And they, they hit the glass, and they're either injured or, or um, killed by hitting the glass. Um, it, it's glass is uh, basically, um, let me see, the number is close to a billion birds a year in North America are killed by glass, uh, by window collisions. So it's a lot of birds. That's stunning. I mean, just, that is stunning. It's hard to wrap your mind around a billion birds. Like how many birds are there flying around? Uh, 72 billion birds in North America from Cornell. Um, and I apparently a half a century ago, we had 10.1 billion. And Florida plays a very important role in this from September 15th to November 15th. It's, it's their peak season uh, to fly. And they use something called the Atlantic Flyway. Elizabeth, will you tell us a little bit about that? Because you were saying that it's a 3000 mile path from Greenland to Florida. Yeah, what we see here where we are in Jacksonville is, um, assuming that the birds start in Greenland, right, Mike, they will come over us and continue on down to South America. And that's what we want to have continue. We don't want them to stop in Jacksonville or anywhere in any of this, the cities that are lit up brightly. So that's why our bird-friendly program is so important because that Atlantic Flyway is huge. There's more out of the four flyways in the country, um, ours has the most people. So that's where there's a lot of the um, collisions and things like that on our side. From what I understand, there are people who, this is so common this time of year, that there are people who walk around and collect the bodies of these little birds that are mm -hmm. bouncing off of these buildings. Mike, I think, is that, do you, you, ha you play a part in that, right? How many are we, like say in a day or in a week, how many birds' bodies do you find near these skyscrapers? <laughs> It can be anywhere from no birds on a, on a route up to like 20 birds in a day. But typically in a season, we find anywhere from 100 to 200 birds. Our numbers are low, especially compared to um, like Baltimore. Um, mm. Chicago. Still, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, that was tragic. A few weekends ago, there was an... Uh, a, a crazy number of birds found, uh, carcasses found just on the ground around one particular skyscraper. Is that right? Yes, it was It was one building. Um, there was over a thousand birds killed in just a few hours. Um, uh, it was wow. bad. And it was a combination of weather, lighting, and um, migration at the same time. So let's educate the public. We've, we've discussed the problem. It's clearly an issue. We're talking about a billion birds here. Let's talk about how we can help solve this. Tell me what some of the answers are to try to fix this problem so billions of birds aren't falling to the ground and dying. During the migration seasons, the two months, um, the two peak months in fall and two peak months in the spring, 
we recommend that all unnecessary lights are turned off from 11 o'clock at night and six o'clock in the morning. This will decrease the light that shines up into the sky. Or for like homeowners, you can put your lights on timers. You can um, shield your lights where all the light is shining down. Security lights, totally understandable. We don't, we're not asking to have security lights turned off. We know that um, those lights are needed, um, but it's just need to dim, like with the skyscrapers, a lot of buildings will have tenants um, and the buildings can, they can't really control the tenants, but they can have the tenants sign a contract that they will turn off lights during um, peak migrations. It's not that people are just like, I don't want to do it. I hate birds. They just, just trying to get everybody organized. It sounds like the issue, Elizabeth. Yeah, we call it a campaign and you have to have your patience pants on, Matt and Ginger, just to let you know. So that Never have my patience <laughs> pants on. So, but I mean, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't tell you that 50% of the bird strikes um, happen at residential homes or building that are three stories or less, just to let you know. Even though skyscrapers do, you know, cause problems, Primarily, it's the smaller buildings and even buildings, huh, Mike, that are 11 stories and under. I remember when we were just chatting about this story and, and just some of the information we wanted to get out. And when you told me, I think it was Mike who told me that the second largest killer of birds is collision with glass. That, to me, is, is stunning. I've learned a lot of things that I did not know. And what, okay, you just mentioned, Ginger. This is the second leading cause of death for oh, birds. He's going I want to do it. Okay, because in get researching ready. this, we have to talk about the... Oh, my camera just went out. I know what did it. Hold on. Uh -oh. I know the, 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 the cat He's activist. He's telling you something. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what just happened. I told him, I said, don't go there. Don't ask about the number one kid. Never tell me don't go there because I have to. Okay. All right. I feel like I have to ask Mike. Uh, so... You should ask Mike. Please do. He's Okay. Great. So, Mike, tell me the first leading cause of death in birds, somehow over a, more than a billion, I hear, yeah. is cats. Can you explain this to me? So, free-roaming free cats are... Uh, Basically, cats are not part of our um, the natural habitat, and they are natural-born killers. And in North America, they account for close to two billion bird deaths in a year. And all you have to do is, if you have a, a cat that you allow outdoors, you can you can get a. I know this is inconvenient, but you can get a kitty litter box. Um, you can build a catio. I built one for my four cats. Um, and if you go outside, you can you can leash train your cat. You can walk him like a dog. See, I like that you have cats you. and you're saying this, so that should keep you from getting in trouble. I will have a cat. I'm allergic. Just want to make sure. I don't, I'm a dog person, so <laughs> none of this bothers me at all. Do I mean, oh dogs gosh. probably okay, kill so a few cat, uh, a few cats. <laughs> a few birds, I would they imagine. Friend. All right, Ginger, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you okay. ask a question so we can. No, the, the one thing that I want um, Elizabeth to let us know about is how can people educate themselves on where the birds are because there is a tool 
that you sent me where we can track how many birds are flying overhead every night. And then where can we go yes. if we just want to read more information about how important it is to, to make sure that our homes are bird, bird friendly? That's a great question, Ginger. We get that a lot. So the dashboard that Ginger's talking about, everybody, is called eBird, eBird Dashboard. You can get on there and put your actual county in there. And if you're on a flyway, for instance, it'll tell you estimated um, how many birds are going to be flying over there. So you know on what particular night you may want to like lower those lights, like Mike said, be a little more kinder to the birds. Other resources is the National Audubon site. There's a lot of good information on there. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to educate us. I learned a lot during this podcast. <laughs> Ginger gave me just a stack of stuff uh, in advance of this, and I actually read through it and found it interesting. Yes. I also learned there's some sort of cat burglar in my house messing with my camera if I bring up cats. <laughs> That's a problem. It's hysterical. And I will never clean my windows again. I'm just going to keep them dirty so the birds can see them. Thank you guys yeah, so much. No. Elizabeth right. and Mike, we appreciate thank it. Thank you. And thank you for watching Florida's Fourth Estate. You can download it from wherever you listen to podcasts or watch anytime on News 6 Plus.